Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Another great week for It's The Real. Yes, we are back at it. No days off, no weeks off, no months off. This is live. We are to you live right now. It's not live. We are taped. We are so taped. So taped. We are like beyond taped The right most now. taped. Nick's taped. Wow. Undefeated and 12. That's right. You know what is live? Uh, we're going to be live. We're going to be so live on February 23rd at SOBs here in New York City. You can expect us rapping on stage, new music, old music. We're going to be telling hilarious stories like you hear on this very here podcast. We're going to bring a special guest or a million. So buy your tickets Right now. Now is the time. And where do you go, Jeff? You can go to itsthereal.com today. Right. Tickets are on sale right there. I-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-A-L dot com. But you want to know what? You know, they know the podcast, obviously. They're listening to the podcast. Yes, live. But people might not know, like, the music that we're talking about. They don't know the bars. They might not know the bars. They They might might not not know the beats. They might only know DeBarge. If you only know DeBarge, then you're in for a treat. Yeah, here's a slight... A slight taste. A, a, a mini mix. A mini mix? A mega mix. A mega checks mix. Here's some It's the Real Music live. Too much sauce. We're cooking up with mayo. Every time we hit the block, earthquake oh. Insurance for the way I flood the Seiko. All the way to the bank, I've in my AO. Everything is so lit. Wake up. It's the real featured in the New York motherfucking times. The paper record. Everything is so lit. Wake up. Every day is Easter when I rock my Jesus piece. Women love my necklace, call them chicks my Jesus piece. Celebrating Christmas clubbing with them Jesus freaks. Got my chains screaming out, juice for Jesus piece. Body like a Chevrolet. Fucking white people I fuck with. Ha! Bands make a dance and Nancy. See Matthew's bands. Disrespectful money, paper keep cutting my hands. Counting white faces, I got the Matthew's bands. Bands make a dance and Nancy. See Matthew's bands. Bands make a dance and Nancy. See Matthew's bands. Goes with the ass tag, fall when the face turn eight. If the ass fat, add two to a 
she a 10 with a fifth of jack. Took a tap face, hit a fight with a titty tap. Niggas know me, raunchy and nasty. I only put lotion on my arms, rest ashy. Beat down J's, but she still so impressed. Little blunt, now this bitch on fire, hit the exit, get the hoes. DJ Drama, Bastards, I just want to give a quick shout out to my guys, it's the real, button up, or lay the fuck down. Might not fuck you, but I'm always at the fight, meet you out back, no rules, just right, hard body, my arms are noodles, manicotti, but I can beat a piece as long as they don't take karate, you want heat? Well, I'll turn it up a notch Catch bodies like a fireman on suicide watch Skinny is a rail, but my Uzi's way a ton So I'm throwing more hands than a girl on PH1 Strapped like a BBC to my BW fan My power pellets get you close the way that I pack, man Attitude like Napoleon and dynamite in my hands When my llamas get to spitting, I'm like Tina, eat your ham Any jokers try to step up to my Camelot Watch your mouth and you'll get touched up like Photoshop I'm a socialist, free ticket to the gun show DJ fuck a bitch. I'm coming. February 23rd, 2017. SOBs in New York City. Tickets are on sale for your girls tour. It's It's the Real and special guests. You don't want to miss this. Go get your tickets right now. Who is on the podcast today, Jeff? Yo, we have DJ Bobby Trends, and a lot of people might not know him, a lot of people might know him just from the radio, but his story is amazing. Shout out to Bobby Trends. Uh, he's somebody, and you'll hear on the podcast, who we met a long time ago, who we've seen over the years at different events, but we never really got to sit down and hear his side of things. To say that he only has one story, like the come up, is to do him a disservice, like, he has stories, and they're they're funny, and they're every he has he's just been so many places. It's it's so so good. It was just awesome. Yeah, what a what a great guy. And you know what he said at the end of the the podcast that we were great. That we were great. <laughs> that he will see us February twenty third at SOBs. So if you want to see Bobby, Bobby Trends will show. be in the building. Right. The main attraction for going to our SOB show is to see Bobby Trends. It's the Real and Bobby Trends, February twenty third, two thousand seventeen. Tickets on sale at itsthereal.com it, right now. It really should be Bobby Trends and It's the Real, but yeah. Bobby Trends and It's the Real at SOBs, your girls tour. It's February- Bobby Trends' show. If you want to see him, we'll be there too. <laughs> Bobby Trends 
in, in small type. It's the real. Yeah. SOBs, February 23rd, 2017. Tickets on sale now. It's the real.com. Jeff, when do you want to get into it? Uh, right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Carrie, a Desert Eagle, a.k.a. Jack Hanna. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Secure the Bag, a.k.a. Turning Cough. Oh, man. Is that what you <laughs> boy? Sick block balls. Hot 97s, I guess, DJ, New York City, Bobby Trez, in the building. Yeah, and this is a waste of time with this the real. <laughs> Trez was happening. <laughs> What's going on in here right now? Yo, this is how you start the new year, right? I love it, man. It's only the first week, and I feel like it's great. You guys have definitely brought my stock up. Yo, listen, you you came in here and you brought a composition book like you yeah, would have like in school. Yeah. Why is that? Did you ever see um, Little Wayne's book? Oh, yeah. When he went to jail? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so going to no, Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it just reminds me of his jail book, one. It's literally red, just yeah. like his. <laughs> just like his. I'm going to get a black marker, and I'm going to put a, little, you know, a bunch of shit on there. And um, I also just, I, I'm starting kind of like a, a journal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had a journal, right? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm in jail. <laughs> Did Drake sleep with your girl while you were in jail? <laughs> no, man. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not, man. I mean, y'all know what? Honestly, you never know. <laughs> I definitely have some female issues right now, man. That shit wasn't funny. <laughs> Happy 2017, I know, Bobby. exactly. Yeah. Thanks a lot, exactly man. Right, you just exactly. ripped my heart off my fucking chest. <laughs> That's what this whole podcast is going to be about. Yeah, just be, how so do good, we, let's get real I'm deep with Bobby yeah, Trust. Yeah, man. So, um, what did you end up doing on New Year's? Were you working? Yeah, man. How many course. years has it been since you had like a New Year's to yourself? I haven't in um, more than 10 years, I want to say. You've been working all that time? Yeah. So this year was at where? This year, I actually, um, during the day, I was able to see my son, who I've been having issues with his mom. So it's been like three months that I haven't seen him, and I just started to see him again. So it was like the third time I saw him, like in two weeks. Holy cow. Yeah, so I got to see him. I took him to like this uh, kid's uh, arcade funplex thing. Yeah. And we rode like amusement, uh, like games, the rides and shit. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I'm screaming all over the place. I put it on my Instagram <laughs> video feed, whatever shit. Yep. And then I dropped him off and I did a club in Jersey, which was amazing. Bliss, uh, probably 1,500 people. Um, I was scheduled to be there at one o'clock, but I wanted to bring in the new year with friends and in the club so right. at 12 o'clock I took over I grabbed the microphone from whoever the DJ was I don't even know his name wow. and, we, and we did the wow. countdown yeah. and we, we had a great time and after that we went to a strip club in Queens and did it up with the strippers man it was fun we threw some money and played some good music and chilled out man when is it too late to play ball drop by by fab and uh and french it, it, not yet okay not, like i <laughs> did it. yeah you can't yeah. but you can't like wish people happy new year anymore yeah. like past well no, no no you can't no i i played it on the radio friday night because i also was on the radio um well friday saturday when was new year saturday yes so i played it saturday on the radio and just, just kind of just hyping things up even though it was only 2 p.m yeah <laughs> you know um but in the club i actually didn't play it at all really you know um i was just in another zone man i was playing like uh that was I playing? I was playing uh, before I let go, mm-hmm. and you know, like wow. barbecue music. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Because all the DJs before me tried to murder me and play like everything else, but that doesn't bother me because I like being creative and going left and making people have a good time. So the good time happened when I got there. You want to hear the same shit all the time, or you want to hear, you know? I want to hear ball drop some on other repeat. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> ball drop repeat. Did you see the ball drop video? Uh, yes. Everybody, listen. Go watch it again. Okay. And pay attention to it. 
You ha- you might have to freeze frame French Montana, <laughs> but he's wearing my Shake the Blockchain in the video. You you let him borrow it. Yeah, that's dope. It was pretty cool. I actually set up the venue. Really? So Fab called me and he said, "Hey, I um, you know what club? He knows I do a lot of uptown clubs. He said, what club uptown can we use?" And I said, "Oh man, I said this is a club called Cliff. It has this huge ball. It's the biggest ball. It's the biggest ball <laughs> <Yeah>. I've ever seen. <laughs> the biggest single Only one. ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, say shout to you know." So you had the hook up there. Yeah, so um so they came during the day, it was really cool. Um Did you I, say like I have one condition and it's to, you know, wear the shake the shake the block? No, uh, I kinda like I looked at him and I'm like, Hey man. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you throw this on? As a matter of fact, I didn't even do it. I told my guys to go over there. So my guys went over there. To muscle him? <laughs> I mean, it it may seem like that. But I know he didn't take it that way, but he, you know, because we're, we're friends. Yeah. But it, it just looked better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he's going to see. He might have said no to me, man, but he yeah. wasn't going to say no to them. So shout out to French, man. That's my guy. Who's the most, like, reliable rapper for you? Reliable? Yeah. Uh, well, Cal's not a rapper, but he's the most reliable, uh, I want to say, in, in the game. Like, I can, like, I called him, like, during the, the birth, and he was like, Look! I was like, Holy shit! You're not supposed to show that! You know, um, I'm sure his wife was thrilled. Yeah, she's thrilled. Man. Him, uh, I want to say him, man. And, and then uh, I want to say French after that. French is uh, good at picking up the phone. You know, Khaled, I've, I've known since he was the Arab attack when he used to be a reggae DJ. Whoa. You know, I've known him for a long time. Um, How'd you meet him? Um, Fat Joe always spoke about him to me and Flex at the time I was working for Flex. Um, doing his car shows and um, running his mixtapes in the street. And um, he was putting on new Pitbulls, which was the DJ team at the time. Mm-hmm. And we were looking for a Miami DJ. So um, Jay Grand, you guys know Jay Grand. Yeah, I do. Um, was, he, he was doing uh, music marketing for us at the time. So he knew all the DJs and who was hot. So he, no one knows this, and probably DJ probably doesn't even know it, but I'll bring it up. Um, Jay Grand was pushing for DJ Irie. Huh. And Flex was like, Ari's okay. Like, I think he's a good DJ. Blah, blah, blah. He doesn't fit the, the you know, the right. mold. Yeah. You know, the pit bulls are all like, we were all like, kind of like bullies a little bit. And he seemed <laughs> to be Ari's a little, very, like, clean. A little soft. He's soft. He's a good guy. Yeah. That's the best one. But um, I think that, um, so Fat Joe kept talking about it. We didn't know who he was. And then we were sitting there watching Tigger um, on in the TV? basement yeah. Yeah, yeah. on BT. And there was this Arab dude sitting there <laughs> grabbing the camera and shaking. He was like, it's the Arab attack. It's the, the Team Nova Kane, the Temper Squadian, the DJ Cat, the Dog God Gone, the Dog Cutter. It was crazy. And, and we both just stood up. We were like, it's him. We were like, get him on the phone. Joe, we need Joe. Somebody call Joe. So we called Joe. We were like, you watching BT? I told you. I told you. I said, so Flex, I was like, Flex, that's the one, man. Look, I'm getting chills right now talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Because he changed my life, too. Um, he, he he gave me the energy that I have. Him and Kid Capri. Yeah. Like, as, as showman. So you, know? you so you called him up. You said, we want he you got to... A, he, he, you know he doesn't get on planes. Yeah. Yeah. He found a way to New York in 24 hours <laughs> and was in the Hot 97 studio. Flex put him on, and he was... Walking around, he was just like, "It's me, I'm here." <laughs> the GOD, <laughs> DJ Khaled, and we were like, "Ooh, Flex is dropping bombs." <laughs> the new pit bull, and 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 that's how it started. Always been the same. Oh, never, same guy, never no. changed. 
having breakfast. Yeah. You know, like with no sleep. Yeah. He's like, oh man, we just gotta win, man. These eggs are great. Like, it's just like he's just like that. Man. Are you ever just like, yo, enough? <laughs> no. At first, I at, in the beginning it was rough for me because I'm like. You know, like how some people in the music industry they're not very genuine, mm-hmm. right? What we call it? We <laughs> call it like the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm in trouble. But it's just like you know how guys are like, oh man, you killed it. Uh, yeah, come on, man, yeah. why are you doing that to me? Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's just like, but he's just like trans. The second I see him, he's like trans man, they want you, man. They love you in the streets. The streets loves you. You are the streets. And I'm just like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> That's not right, man. Like, what do you and I look at him like. No, he really means it. Like it's it's amazing. Like he, his energy is is different. I feel it's, like it's unbelievable sometimes. I feel like it's the same way when I meet people from like other parts of the country. I'm just like, yeah. oh, I don't understand what people are like when they're nice. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, that's like, no, weird. But you know what? Like, as, as being here from New York, yeah, we that it, we feel like somebody like it's a sham. Like somebody's yeah, trying to like. You know, like jerk us pause. Yeah, right. man. I, what do you think about getting Khaled on the phone to talk to your your son's mother, and maybe he can like negotiate some nah, sort of like better? Nah, I, I don't think anybody can help that woman. Man. I'm sorry, Khaled. Major key won't work. None of that major nothing, man. It won't be good, man. So you're originally from Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Whereabouts? From Newark. Newark, New, York, New Jersey. Jersey yeah, yeah. Born and raised. The mean streets. Yeah. No, like really mean. Like you're from yeah, Irvington, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was born in, in Newark, in the weekway section of Newark, which is borderline Irvington. So I had one foot in Irvington, one foot in Newark. Yeah. Um, I went to school in Newark and in Irvington. So it was just like I lived in Irvington and hung out in Newark and Irvington, went to school in both. And it was just like, you know. Any any siblings? Yeah. I have a younger brother and an older sister. And I have two half sisters, one that I never met that I just found out about um, maybe a couple of years back. Really? Yeah. And uh, who hipped you to her? <laughs> my mom. She was like, "So your dad?" I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> and she lives like in another country. I'm just like, "This is crazy, man." What country? In um, Ecuador. Wow. South America. Yeah, Are, any? Crazy. Have you reached out? Have you spoken? No. It's weird, man. Um, she like hit me on Facebook or something, and she was like, "Hi, hi, little brother." I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, why does she look like my like real sister a little bit? Crazy. Straight, my father had strong genes. We all have big noses and Wow. Shit. So it's kind of crazy. Are you yeah. Jewish? No, actually, I, have so- I just found out <laughs> about three months ago that I have Sephardic family from Spain. This is nuts. See? Yeah, welcome yeah, to the uh, tribe. I know. Yeah. Ke- Kenny's our, our resident uh, black Jew also. Oh, right on. <laughs> hey, what about <laughs> Ebro, well, you know, Ebro's not here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He don't roll with me every day, so you know, Ebro doesn't matter right now. Oh, for real? And my present girlfriend is half Jewish. Oh, well, very nice. You know, the one who's texting me all crazy. Yeah, yeah. well, not nice. Yeah. What was life like growing up in in Newark? Like, ooh, I'm I'm gonna tell you something, man. I'm actually um, looking for a writer because the things that I went through at an early age, um, I I seem to have blocked a lot of it, mm-hmm. but then. Um, it kind of like some of the things pop up sometimes and I'm like, holy shit. Um, or like when I like, I decide to drive back through that way, like my, my old block and things like that. I'm like, damn man, like I've seen a lot of crazy things, but I think that it all helped shape me to who I am. So, you know, I don't regret anything. Um, I learned a lot, man. Like I was the, I was the five year old kid walking to the store by myself, watching some guy get his head kicked in and the paramedics coming and literally, taking scissors and cutting his clothes open because that was the excessive procedure for paramedics to yeah. make sure that if there's any other wounds at five years old. So that's kind of how my movie starts. And 
does your sister give you a heads up on like what life is like? My or? sister was a homebody, you know, and if she did come out, she did have this one fat white girlfriend named Diana that used to be like her bodyguard. They used to just, like <laughs> fart on people and spit at people. She's going to be in the movie too. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be kind of funny. You know Diana what I'm saying? Diana seems but, great. <laughs> yeah, man. But my sister, she, um, she always supported. She, my sister, although she's older than me, always kind of like my little sister. Cause um, I guess because I was always in the street and mm-hmm. she wasn't. Like I was street smart, so I always try to take care of her. And she knew about my love for music from when it started. So she um, she was a big support system on that. Like um, her first uh, her first we had a house party in the basement when she graduated um, eighth grade, and she had me come with her to the record store to pick records. That's dope. So it was she trusted cool. your ear that early. Yeah, and um, and at that point. Um, I figured out that I wanted to be a DJ. What, uh, what records were you even like thinking? Oh man, um, there were four records. I'm trying to remember the four records, but I know one was like, um, it was like a Jersey Club song. It was called uh, "Jack Your Body." It was like "Doom Doom Jack Your Body," <laughs> boom boom. So it was like house music and shit like that. Um, that I think it was like. Um, you gotta wanna be with no. If you wanna be with me, you gotta have a J or J O B. Wanna be with me? That yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I said yeah. it backwards, but that <laughs> one. Like it was old songs like that. It was weird. Did you grow up listening to weird. house music? Because house um, part is of it, really New Jersey. Part of it, yeah. It was like um, I listened to um, hip hop music first, um, and then like that Jersey like club music was definitely like huge, like in Newark and Irvington and that whole Essex County area. It was like that people, I, n- I never even knew, but later people started saying, oh, that's the Chicago sound. Mm-hmm. And I knew nothing about it because I never left Irvington, Newark, and didn't know how to, you know. So um, that was um, that was big. And then there was like Hip House, yeah. you know, yeah. Queen Latifah did like coming to my house. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, there was like Fast Eddie, he had some song called Let's Go or something, and Jungle Brothers, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they had those songs. So it was pretty cool to see the mesh. And um, and then I think club music started to get repetitive, and it wasn't as creative anymore. There was like some weird funk with it, and um, and then like you know that '90s um, you know Tribe Called Quest and things like that took over. Mm. You know, because like think about shitting, Jungle Brothers. You're, you're shitting on the Venga Boys and, and <laughs> the, oh my god, <laughs> those were terrible. But Venga Boys was like MC Hammer, like in the house scene. You know what I'm saying? But what's funny is that if you play Venga Boys now, everybody goes crazy. <laughs> right. If you play MC Hammer right now, like I I I, I do a set where I cut up the uh oh uh oh yeah. Everybody's like, what the fuck? And they go crazy. But twenty years ago, uh, I play Vanilla Ice right now. Everybody loses it. They're just like play it at all the shit that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could have. I dropped a Crayshon recently, and and people went. That shit rips. Shit like yeah, that rips, man. The, the shit that people always complain about. <laughs> it was like it had all the attention. Sure. Yeah. So they did something right, you know. And people, you know, uh, fans are critics, man. Everybody has, you know, opinion, and that's cool. But people love shitty things. Yeah, I think that's the, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So that's how we stay in these relationships. We stay in. Yeah. <laughs> so, up. I hope she's not listening. I know, yeah, is she a loyal listener. To it's the real. So five years old, you're seeing things in the streets, and yeah. and you're moving around. Who is like the big influence in your life, like keeping you yeah, as straight you- as you as you can be? It was crazy because, you know, your parents are your first teachers. Right. And my parents, I thought, were great. Um, where I grew up, your parents were either victims or hard workers. And my parents were hard workers. The problem was is they were working so hard that they didn't have an eye on me too much. But they always instilled the right things in me, you know. So when I ended up in the wrong situations, 
you know, out the the angel on the right was always like my parents saying, yeah. "Hey, be careful, don't do that, or that's not okay." And sometimes I did it anyway <laughs> because m- my other teachers were all the people that were around me when they weren't. So it was okay to steal a car. It was okay to rob a person. It was okay to like do things like that in accordance to what everybody else was doing because it was so regular. Yeah, you know, it was. Um, I'm not saying I did any of those things. Just, no, no, no. Yeah, right, right. You Theoretically. Know, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying that, you know, um, I think that, you know, um, when you are around something every day that it becomes regular, um, you know, you partake sometimes. How do you see beyond the everyday situations that you're in? How do you know that there's, like, more to life than whatever your friends are getting into? Oh, at the time? Yeah. Um, because I... S- because there were other kids that had parents as hard workers and there were other kids that but I just happened to be around most of the victims you know um it took me until like I got into high school to meet some of those kids that had parents as hard workers mm-hmm. you know um and and uh that's when my life started to change and then I started to see things like people get murdered in front of me mm-hmm. so that was like a little crazy or like just you know just seeing uh like, I had an uncle, man. He's such a fucking crackhead, man. He was just like, well, he's funny. And he's okay now. <laughs> okay. So, good. shout out yeah. to my uncle. Yeah. Um, he actually uh, was on drugs for, like, since he was 13. Every drug you could think of. Mm-hmm. And now, and he's been to rehabs and things, and he has a family now, and he works. And he may smoke a little weed here and there, but he's definitely off the crack and heroin. And he used to always talk about how, oh, man, you got to let this bitch suck your dick, man. She has no teeth, man. <laughs> He's like, the gum jobs are the best. <laughs> I was just like, so, like, it was just, you know, I, I could walk through this park in Irvington. There was Irvington Park. I'd walk through Irvington Park and see, like, five guys gangbanging a crackhead mm-hmm. and be like, hey, little Bobby, come over. Because there'd be little Bobby in the hood. Hey, come get some of this. I'm like, that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why, why do I want to partake in that? And what the fuck was going on in your life that you want that? Yo. The bitch got two hairs, no teeth, <laughs> and some weird, like, shit on her face. Like, uh, I mean, she has five guys on her face. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's, that's really rough. I, I read the um, the crime rate for, for Irvington was, like, six times everything else going on in Jersey at that yeah, time. So it was just, bad. like, insane. It was pretty bad. I know um, the state troopers actually had to take over the town at one time because the regular police couldn't handle it. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty insane. Like... Like, I would wake up my, to my mom saying, um, can you go downstairs? There's somebody downstairs. And I'm like, wake up, Pop. Well, he's not here, so you got to take care of it. And I'd be, like, 14. So I'm like, all right. So I'd go get my bat, and i go downstairs, and it'd be a crackhead with his foot in the window. You know, so it's just, you know, that was one time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was times my sister at 3 p.m., you know, um, she said that somebody broke into the house at 3 p.m., and she thought it was me coming home from school. Holy fuck. You know, and she'd hide under the bed. And call the police who never came. You know, 911 was a joke in our town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just like... Um, and you're still expected to, to go to school and... I actually walk myself to school. Yeah. You know, like, it's just like... it. W- you know what it is? And, and I realize a lot. Um, I'm actually preparing um, to teach a class in my old high school. That's... For the summer about... Wow. Um, it's going to be like a motivational, like, sociological thing where, like... Um, bringing people from where you're from and telling stories about how they came up and how they got to where they're at. Wow. Because I think it's important to uh, be able to connect with the youth and show them examples. It could help them today. It could help them in six years because they'll always remember it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have the same shit in front of you every day, 
you're gonna do what you what you see kind of so like when I give them some type of positivity to learn from like you know I never thought I'd I'd be where I'm at you know like I you know as a hard worker I just thought I was gonna just work hard have two three jobs like I did since I was 15 you know and um, we didn't have any any people let me turn that off we didn't have any people that um, like we didn't have any like it, Jersey and like New York are so different because in the boroughs you had like rappers and superstars and ball players that came up like that people could touch and see you know like for us it was like we didn't have anybody. I mean, you had Queen Latifah, but it was just like she wasn't, you couldn't really see her. Right. You know, you had like Naughty by Nature, but it was weird. Like, and it just, you know, like, it wasn't, it, we were always taught what you saw on TV was fake. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even know DJing was real. I thought DJing was like, oh, this shit is fake. Like, it's some movie shit. Like, you have to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so like, you just did what you knew or what right. you saw. So for me to like get to where I'm at, I want to be able. It was it was something that touched me. So I want to be able to, to you know, connect with other people and let them know that it's okay. Like you know, when when's the first time know. you actually like DJed for the first time? The first time I, it was uh, Saint Rocco's. It was I was 14. Um, there was uh, a bunch of kids that I went to high school with. We all wanted to DJ, but none of us had a complete set of equipment. So like what, do you, one were person you guys like Voltron? Brought, exactly. <laughs> one person brought a speaker, the person brought that speaker. Everything was mixed match. Turntable was a big ass window fan on top of the uh uh amplifier so it wouldn't catch fire. And you were a DJ we crew rocked. by necessity. You yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah. So you had to, but I was the only one that was kinda nice at the time. Well at least I had I thought I was nice. <laughs> you know, but I guess I just had the energy. Mm-hmm. So everybody like a like a leader type. Mm-hmm. So everybody kinda just followed behind and, and, and rock and I set up the set. So okay, I'm gonna do this set, you do that set, you do that set. You know, and it was dope. And what does that sort of uh like learning to be a DJ entail? Like are you are you teaching yourself how to like Rock with two turntables and use a fader and and use instrumentals and back then when I didn't even crack the microphone it was just about playing the music and it was just like especially coming from Jersey with house music it was all about the blend mm-hmm. so it was like how do you blend these records and then not like clash right so that was the concentration so you had the concentration neck you <laughs> said like you had your neck just tilted to the side with one ear and you're sitting there listening like oh man and you're just like waiting to see if this shit is gonna just come out together nice I was very nice at blending like the records would sound like one you know and other people always wanted to know how does how the fuck does he do, do that like it was so difficult it's on the four you know <laughs> it's on the four <laughs> you know so it was just you know that that was that was kind of it man and, and just um being able to do better than the person before you or after you, mm-hmm. you know, so it was oh, very competitive, you know. What was the arts program like in your school? Like, did you have any, any music classes? Like, how did you know any was, of this? Um, I definitely played the recorder. Okay. You <laughs> could have been to- in the, uh, yeah, it could have <laughs> been the broccoli video. <laughs> I never played the recorder and sang, like, crazy, like, school songs and Wait, shit like that. Wait, you sang? I'm, yeah, man. Come on, man. I was, I was, I, I, I was pretty nice. I'm no, gonna tell I'm you saying your voice is crazy. You know, I, I could have been a, a member of Menudo. Yeah. Menudo? <laughs> I'm dead serious. Somebody reached out. Really? Yeah, I was like, man, I was like, I'm a b-boy, man. I break dance. I don't do that. Fuck all that crazy shit. I'm not wearing shiny shit with my chest showing. First of all, how did they reach out to you? No, there was, Facebook. There was, <laughs> there, was a, there was a kid that never made it, but he was signed to some... 
label that went to school with my um uh, my sister. Ricky Martin. <laughs> nah. He was like a black dude that like he did some type of rap R and B thing. I don't know what it was, but I don't remember all I remember is him showing me a video of him doing a split on a cafeteria table. <laughs> <laughs> she was fucking crazy. And he was just like he showed me the flyer. He's like, yo, man. He's like, I was at the label today, man. Look, they're looking for the new member of Manula because, you know, when they get older, they got to get rid of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. young one. And I was like, do I look like I want to be a part of Manudo? I was like, I ain't no Manudo. I'm not doing that. Get out of here, man. How old were you? Uh, were you 18 like Danny Alamante? I don't remember, man. I, I, well, my sister was in high school. I had to be like 13. 13, 14, something. I was like, man, I'm not doing that shit. Look out of here, man. So, did you... I'm glad I didn't, man. Those guys got molested, man. Oh, my God. And that's not funny, but, right. you know, shit. So, but know? but instead, you're... you're Are you getting dates around here? You're, like, really playing different different parties, different... Yeah, yeah are you getting molested now? with consent? Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, I never... I, I loved music, but I, didn't, I wasn't planning on making it my career. Well, were you spending on weekends or like? I just did random house parties. It was so just like would hit you up? a house party. Yeah, man. They're like, oh man, trends. He knows how to DJ, or he has um, you know, he has this uh, he, he has part of the setup. So other DJs are calling me like, hey, you got part of the setup, mm-hmm. and we link up. Who had you know, the fan? So. <laughs> the fan. Oh, um, it was random. Man. <laughs> I mean, whoever had the fan was valuable, though, man. No, that's my, crucial. No, no fires. <laughs> my my first turntable I got because. I traded it for a, a moped. No, no, I'm sorry. No, that's like my first amplifier. <laughs> I, I, tra- I traded um, a pair of bicycle tires and a switchblade. And the switchblade is a, Yeah, so that's how I got my first turntable. And it wasn't like a Technique 1200. It was like a Technique SL, some D, some shit with the little dial thing instead of the long um, pause. Um, Arm? Yeah. That shit. Whatever. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. So so you have one turntable. <laughs> yeah. And no knife. No knife. <laughs> yeah. And and as soon as I gave him the knife, he went across the street and robbed somebody for the sunflower seeds. It was Are, crazy. Does that make you an accomplice? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was worried. I was like, holy shit. He's like, you want some? I was like, I don't want your sunflower seeds. <laughs> and the guy was running down the street. It was terrible. Holy shit. All parts of the movie. Yeah. I have like so many scenarios and shit that I forget and remember that uh, I, I, I have this idea for a book. Um, a stand-up like Broadway thing, mm-hmm. like Mike Tyson kind yeah, of, right, or John yeah. Leguizamo. He did a one man cool show, ones, yeah. Right? Um, just explaining um, life and how things went. Well, let me tell you this: yeah. we had Bodega Bams on here, and yeah. he was talking about how he grew up and the situation that his father, who was the super, mm-hmm. like found himself in, and like mm-hmm. what life was like on a day-to-day basis. And he said that he wanted to make his life into a movie. Yeah. Someone out there, a listener of ours, uh-huh. has a girlfriend who is a screenwriter. They reached out to Ola, yeah. Bam's brother, uh-huh. and now they're working they're on working it. On so it. you put okay. it out into the atmosphere, yeah, and, and hopefully someone out there is... Yeah, you're, you're sitting with two Jews, and obviously you run the media. <laughs> um, you know, all yeah, the you entertainment industry. You guys run the industry. fucking world, <laughs> man. <laughs> Why do you think I ran up here so quick? Because I don't fucking call <laughs> Juice call, I'm coming, man. <laughs> so you were Bobby Trends back then? No, I was Trends. Okay. Um, uh, Trends one. Trends one. The graffiti writer. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote graffiti. Where um, were you? Where or, were you I, or I was little Bobby. Where were you tagging? I was just all like just Jersey, mm-hmm. mostly uh, Newark, Irvington, Jersey City. But like, mm-hmm. were you hanging off like tops of buildings? Yeah. Really? I'll tell you what's crazy. Um, on a rooftop. Um, I met a white kid that was so dope. 
His name was Cause. Wow. So crazy because when we were out, you always just met, like, you see other people, like, oh, he's painting. I wonder who he is. You know, and, and it was like you knew people by name, not by face. So, like, and he wasn't famous at all yet. Right. Like, it was just like, oh, I heard, yeah, I heard he's nice. And then one of my guys, like, no, he's incredible. <laughs> and he said, and he's actually like a good kid. And he goes to school for graphics. So, like, he's going to be somebody someday. I know he's going to be somebody someday. And you just, did you and see his? And he smoked us. He's out. <laughs> he's gone, man. He's out of here, man. You know what I'm saying? I haven't seen him since. I saw him once. I well, him when once. did you, when did you, what was the first thing you saw that you realized you're like, oh, shit. Like, really? Like, was it like, you know, the clips work or like, was it like. Well, the, the, the thing is, the, the more like murals I did and the more we hung out. Um, and the, the more I visited Jersey City is where he was from mm -hmm. I started to see more of his stuff right. but then I started to see his stuff like on a lot of other shit and I used to um, I used to go to uh, what's the, a bomb the system mm -hmm. is on West Broadway which is still there I don't know if it's called bomb the system anymore if it know, was, but it's a graffiti store and I used to go and get graffiti magazines <laughs> so it showed you graffiti pieces from around the world including New York and Amsterdam. It'd be from New York to Amsterdam. So yeah. I'd see his shit, and I'm like, damn, this guy's coming up. Like, that's the kid from the rooftop. Holy shit. Did you ever get caught? You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got, fake, you know, my, my face painted, uh, you know, and they let you go. And I never oh. really got, like, arrested. They just would fuck with you. Damn. You know? Wait, like, they painted your face? Painted my face and my clothes. I said, go home to your mom and show her what, you know, what you look like. And I'm like, thanks. Did yeah, you show your mom? Man. I mean, she knew I was painting already. Oh. <laughs> like, she, she'd always be like, why your fingernails look like that? Because it's hard to get this shit off, you know? Yeah. So she'd be like, be careful, all right? But I would I would take her to go see, like, the murals and things, and she appreciated it. She loved it. Did you ever paint over anyone else's shit? Um, No, I never did yeah. anything disrespectful. Bobby, it's been a while. You can talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never, not, but you know what it was? I wasn't the nicest. Like, I could say it. I was okay. I mm -hmm. wasn't great. Um, And I was trying to, I was trying to learn more and try to become better and I had people that I looked up to. And I, I'm like, man, if you're going to beef with somebody, you got to be nice, man. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't great. I was okay. You know, like, I practiced it. Wait, so you did graph. You you break, uh, broke dance? Break yeah, dance? I was, the, I, was the, I was the little kid with the hat after all the big guys. You were in the Missy Elliott video. Your chain was in the fad video. and the, Yeah. But do you DJ? Did you ever rap? No, I never rapped. Okay, so it's like the one element I think that yeah. you didn't do. Four <laughs> Part of me wanted to. You know who I looked up to? I always looked up to um, Doo Wop. Yeah. Um, Doo Wop and Kid Capri were my two like um, mixtape guys that I loved. Doo Wop because he was like the the cool. He was the cool out. And yeah. Kid Capri was the showman. So like, um, Doo Wop rapped on his mixtapes. You know his intros and things like that. I'm like, damn. When I make a mixtape, what if I start rapping on my mixtape? That should be hot. You know what I'm saying? But. Um, Salute to him, man. Like it's crazy to see those guys, and now they watch me and they listen to me. It's fucking nuts. Duop hits me on fucking Instagram. I'm like, <laughs> who am I? Like, what are you talking about, man? Like, Trends one. Yeah. You know, Kid Capri comes to my parties and watches me DJ. You know, um, you know, I, I actually, oof, I don't know if I should talk about that. But me and Capri had a party last year in the Bronx together. And I might have smoked them. Yeah. I might have sm smoked them. I won't get too much into detail, but I have so much respect for you, Kid Capri. I'm sorry, yeah. man. I didn't mean to smoke you, but I had to do it. Were you just playing ball drop on repeat? Like yeah. I, yeah. I wish it was that easy, yeah. man. I wish it was that easy after getting on after after you get on after Kid Capri, you gotta do your thing, man. You can't you can't just, you know, play ball drop. So, <laughs> so So were you buying two of every record? Um the crazy shit was that I wasn't. 
um, in the beginning because with house music you didn't need to mm. it was about blending again right so like um, and I would practice scratching but I sucked at it did you do like behind <laughs> um, the back stuff nah man I was not I never got that nice I tried man <laughs> um, but it's so crazy that when I started opening up for, um, for Flex uh, when I got my shot um, I used to like he went through my crates he was like he was on some y'all just use your records I'm like you sure man he went through he's like why you only got one of everything <laughs> The fuck is wrong with you? He's like, you got Dak the record. You don't want Dak the record? I was like, what are you talking about, Dak? What the fuck is a Dak? Sounds like some funny like other shit. But, but so then I had and I learned it. And Cipher told me. Cipher sounds said to me, said, "Yo, man, you gotta get doubles, bro." What the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, all right. So it's funny how like I got into the game and was still learning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, how did you get into the game? How do you go from playing that gig at 14 to? Um, Meeting up with Flex, I it was it was I swear it was God, man. Like it was crazy. Like I I um I found Flex online through what his like, website. Yeah, yeah. I saw his website. Um, his website and it was just flashing and said, "Do you want to be in the music business?" I'm like, "This is some bullshit." This is like <laughs> this is like when you go to the back of the newspaper and it says, "If you want to like a job, uh, tuna fishing in Alaska." Yeah, you yeah. just like. <laughs> Damn, I need a job, man. This is the only thing that seems to be available is tuna fishing in Alaska. What the fuck? I'm going to call. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Just fucking nuts, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Who, does anybody, you know anybody ever went tuna fishing in Alaska? But that shit was very, very, like, the Newark Star Ledger, like, newspaper, that shit was always back there. So this shit's flashing, and I'm just like, I'm bored, man. Let me call this bullshit. I was like, hello? Yeah, I want to be in the music business. <laughs> and, and it was this girl named Tiki, who's still around, um, kind of. She, um, Tiki was like, franchise, franchise. Yeah. She was just like, um, I, she's like, are you looking for an internship? I'm like, oh, shit, this is real? I'm like, because I feel, it, it's funny, because when, when I started, as a, I was on a street team. Everybody on the street team was from the boroughs, mm -hmm. and everybody knew somebody who hooked them up. Hmm. Nobody in Irvington was hooking anybody with anything. Right. Nobody knew anything. Nobody knew how to do shit. But right. being, but staying your fucking block, yeah. we had no clue. You know what I'm saying? So like for that shit, that's why I say it was God because it was just flashing. How often did you make it to the city at that point? Every day. Every day. I had to. Yeah. Before the internship. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I like I would come out sometimes. Um, shout to AJ from 106 Park. He was the first person to bring me to a, a club in AJ in, Calloway. Yeah, in New York City. Um, when I was fifteen, we went to a, uh, Sticky Mike's. It was um, the party was Sticky Mike's, but it, I forget the name of the club. It was uh, damn, it was on Varick Street where Culture Club used to be, uh -huh. and it there was uh, reggae all all reggae downstairs and upstairs was classics. Um, DJ Camacho, um, who was an ill fucking like house DJ. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. AJ Calloway. Yeah. How do you know him at 15? We, we went to high school together. Did he have the, the... Yeah, we used to call him Predator. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he like, yeah. But you know what's crazy? We called him Predator before, before Star, Star and Buckwild did. <laughs> he was ugly, man. <laughs> you know, he, he transferred to my high school as a sophomore. Um, and he knew all the bitches. Right, yeah. And he, like, he, he, he came, you know, he was from the suburbs. Right. So, like, he knew all the pretty suburban chicks, and we knew all the toothless hood bitches. <laughs> so it was just like, 
like people wanted to pick on him and things because they knew he was in the suburbs and mm-hmm. I always stuck up for him and he, I'm like he knows all the bitches why are you fucking with him yeah. and we became friends that's awesome like, I used to sleep in my house I slept at his house like, crazy like he was in a Mar- he was in Mariah Carey's first video uh, and I don't remember the name Vision of it Vision of Love but he was he was in the back playing the drums fake what mad off beat like but he always had an in somehow he um he always had an in <laughs> and I didn't understand it you know like he brought me to my first video shoot which was what? Young Black Teenagers. Wow. Um, the Not the first one. The first one was... Um, Vision of Love? No. <laughs> <laughs> no it was Ball Drop. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you guys are assholes, man. <laughs> I like it. Don't disrespect it. You know, man. Oh, but it was... Yeah, it was... Um, Roll with the Flavor. And it was at some boxing gym in the Bronx. And Crazy Legs was there. That shit Whoa. fucked me up. I'm like... Crazy legs. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is going on in my Yo. life? Yeah, and Scribble, is- Scribbles was the DJ at the time. Yeah. Oh my God. So they did this scene where all the DJs stood by the DJ set on the boxing ring. And um, back then it was the jukebox where you could call in and, and order your videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, oh man. I look at this shit every day. I'm like, is this shit out yet? <laughs> this shit would never come out. And then finally, like months later, shit comes out. And I go to watch it, and it was an entirely different video in a jazz club Fuck. or some shit. And then I ended up meeting those dudes when I started opening for Flex and Cypher. Mm-hmm. I met them <laughs> at Club Speed, and I'm like, yo, man, years ago, man, there was this fucking, fucking video. They were like, oh, you know that place burnt down? That's what we did oh. uh, that <laughs> night. What? And they were like, that's how we redid the whole shit. Oh, fuck. I was like, what's my life? <laughs> like, this is weird. Like, it's always like some other shit with me, man. Who burnt but, the place down? I don't know. Maybe it was an insurance job. You know, I don't yeah, know what the yeah. fuck. Who knows, man? It was in the Bronx, man. It's just on fire all the time in the Bronx. So so AJ was like, yo, let's go to this club down on yeah. Varick. And you went at 15. Yeah, yeah. What were you looking like at 15 that you were able to get into this club? I always had a beard, man. I always yeah. had facial hair, man. You know? So the, yeah, you, you never would right through? You never would have fit in Menudo. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'd, have been, I'd have been the most brolic, <laughs> macho, menudo member. Yeah. They thought I was like security or some shit. <laughs> Fucking crazy. So you're so you get into the club and and that was a regular thing back then. You're coming to the coming to the city regularly. No, um, what I where I used to go at 15, I used to always go to, in in Newark. There was a club called Zanzibar that mm-hmm. was popping. Zanzibar Sensations, and um, those are the main two that I would go to. When it was cool to go to a club and listen to music <laughs> that you never heard before, yeah, and you go to the DJ like, "What the fuck is that?" And then you write it down and go to the record store and try to find the same record, right? You know one copy, so, not two. Yeah, 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 yeah one yeah. copy. <laughs> so, um, so I was like, I was, I was always in those clubs, and then um, I met such an incredible sidebar. Man, I met this fucking badass bitch one time. Did AJ know um, her? With AJ <laughs> while we were hanging oh. out, we, me and AJ were in Washington Square Park. Handing out flyers for this club, oh, another club called 280 that was in Newark, and AJ was just like, "Oh, this is a good way to meet chicks." Yeah. So we're in Washington Square Park meeting chicks, and I met <laughs> this girl named Allie, man, and I fucked her in Washington Square Park. Whoa! It was kind of dope. How Did the that? other five guys not the do same too? day? Not the same day. <laughs> <laughs> not the same day, but it was like later. Yeah, the flyer it's, business. It's, yeah, I was like, "Damn, man, I'm a G. I don't know, flying got some pussy, you know." But that was yeah, that was um, that was a long time ago. Did you get her two way or whatever? Um, no, she, that was a, that's a long story with her. I hope, see how things pop how up. Is and that I, a long story? It's <laughs> a, no, she, no, she, it, she was just like I, I don't have a phone. 
So just give me your house number and I'll call you and we'll figure it out. So I she was, but she was incredible. She wasn't like any chick I ever met before. And I'm like, damn, she's bad as shit. She has sex appeal. Like at a young age, I'm sitting there like, damn, you know, I'm 15. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so she told me she was 19. Mm. So I, I'm, so I'm, she's like, how old are you? I was like, I'm 19. And I lied about my age. Sure. Mm. And then I told her, um, I, t- I, I was boning the shit out of her in my house one time. <laughs> and my 16th birthday was coming. And she was like, your birthday's just coming tomorrow. And I felt bad. And, I'm, and so I told her the truth. I was like, um, what if I told you I was turning 16? She's like, ha, ha, you're so funny. I was <laughs> like, like, I'm really turning 16. Not that funny. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> and we're like in Irvington, and she doesn't know how to get back to Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? She, you're like, I would drive you home, but I don't have my license. So, so like, she's like, yeah. she's like, I'm leaving. And she ended up staying, and she was like, fuck it. She was like, I love you, so I, I want to stay with you. Wow. So so we continued. Did she come to the club? That's the most important part. Like, nah. you handed out flyers for nah. her. <laughs> But the, she had issues like her father used to beat her, and then her mother's boyfriend used to beat her. God damn! Yeah, it was some wild shit. So, um, so she stayed in Jersey City sometimes, or she stayed in Brooklyn, and then um, she showed me all types of like ill shit, how to like rig a, a pay phone to get free phone calls. Whoa! Yeah, that was, that was an interesting life, yeah. man. <laughs> and, and then she, um, Shout the craziest Allie. shit is fifteen later, fifteen years later, I saw her in Times Square. Randomly. Yeah, and I was like, that looks just like Allie. And she looked like she's still running around. She had a suitcase with her. You didn't like, say hi to her. I, hell yeah. Oh, you did? But I wasn't sure, so I was just like, Allie! <laughs> she was like, I was like, it's her. Holy shit. So she came over, and I was just like, I was like, what's up? She was like, I'm sorry. She was like, I was like, um, Bobby. She was like, okay. Uh-huh. And she was like, I was like, um, we used to have sex in Washington <laughs> Square Park. She was like. Oh, that was a crazy time in my life. Fuck. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> how many other people did you fucking watch the square park? Holy shit. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, how old are you now? And we were the same age. So she lied about her age. Mm. So all the time she was 19, she was 15, just yeah. like me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when's your birthday? Goddamn I don't know, Allie. but when I asked her, unless she lied there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knows? You know what I'm saying? Who the fucking knows? I hate liars, man. Damn. fucking nuts. You lied about your age. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, man, but I, but I repented. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so you finally link up with, with Flex's team, yeah. and well, you, you were carrying crates for Syfe. Well, no. I worked for Flex first on the street team mm. um, for s- six months for free, handing out flyers in the street, rain, sleet, or snow, lava. Alligators didn't matter. Then um, <laughs> you, you visualized yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, Don't they, step on it. Yeah, it's I lava. Were, I thought you were naming clubs, so it was like <laughs> club lava, two eighty. Yeah, alligator was popping, and club speed. Yeah. So uh, after six months, I begged for money because I was broke, and I'm just like, I need something, man. Like I was talking to Paul Knotts. You know if you guys remember Paul mm-hmm. Knotts? Nah. Paul Knotts used to run Flex's. Um, Mark, no, not marketing the street team, mm-hmm. and he was like an office manager kind of. Um, so he was like, "You from Jersey, right?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "So you, so you drive? Because people from New York don't drive. You have a driver's license." Like, yeah. He was like, "I can have you drive the street team van for seventy five dollars a week." I was like, "Whatever, man, With I'll do it." Flexes like face yeah. on the side. Yeah, the, like franchise marketing. They had like two vans and like a dually truck or something. And I did that for six months, and then I beat up the um, garage attendant and mm-hmm. got fired. Oh. Was there good reason to beat him up? I thought he was coming after me. Oh, all right. So, and we had a, we had an altercation the week before because Flexion Street Team was like a group of de- derelicts that like <laughs> used to like terrorize you know the poor 
garage attendant. I mean, they hung out in Washington Square Park a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we all know what they were getting down yeah. to. <laughs> Man, so so they they um so what happened was uh he thought I was the same kind of guy and I wasn't. I was like, man, I'm here to do my job, man. I just want you to fucking open this fucking gate <laughs> when I get here and not have me wait outside for 45 minutes because I actually had a day job at the time too when I was interning. What were you doing? I was fixing computers for a living. Wow. Yeah, I was a computer tech. So And so doing that during the day and then at yeah, night? Yeah, from 8 to 4 and then I'd be at Flexes off by 7 and then I'd be back like in like on next to my building sleep where my roommate would wake me up and say, hey man, you, you got to go to work. And I, and I did that for that whole year. Got fired, but I met Cypher at the Hammerstein Ballroom at an Eminem Slim Shady show with Whoa. the Outsiders. <laughs> and um, and then I saw him again at Speed, and he was like, he was like, so what do you do again? I was like, I work for Flex. He's like, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> you know Cypher? <laughs> fucking Cypher fucking comedy, man. He was so funny, didn't know he was funny back then. He, he figured out how to hone that shit. And become a comedian, so yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a happy friend. But um, so I started to work for Cipher for a year, as in carrying his, his crates. crates. And never, I never told anybody that I wanted to DJ. I always just watched everything and learned from people's mistakes and successes, and tried to figure out how to speak to people because it was just like a bunch of fucking assholes all over the place and weirdos. So um, you know, but I knew I had to pay some type of dues. Yeah. So uh, a friend of mine actually said in his drunkenness, Cypher, why don't you let Trends get on? He was like, you fucking DJ? <laughs> why was you going to fucking tell me? And he's going to open. So six months in with him, carrying his crates, I started DJing. So besides um, carrying the crates, did you have to like get money? Did you have to like... Uh, um, Whatever he asked. He, he loves like... He used to love white girls with big titties. So like I used to always like... Had to go find a white girl with the big titty, <laughs> so that was that was like part of my job. Then what? Then what do you say? You're like, "Hi, I'm Bobby," and um, uh, no, they I'm didn't care about DJ. me, yeah, so yeah, I would yeah, never yeah. introduce myself. <laughs> I was a, I was a nobody, man. I opened for the fucking opener. You know what I'm saying? Because Cypher's still the opener, right? You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, hey, I was like, um, it would be like at the tunnel, yeah, or speed, and it'd be like, um, oh, the DJ Cypher, he wants to meet you. You want to come to the DJ booth? Oh my god, the DJ booth. <laughs> you know, and then uh, you know, and that's how it. It would happen, man. It's like going to the cockpit on an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who were who were some of the acts who came through um, and uh, and guested at the tunnel at the time? Um, I was there for the last like couple years, like so. I saw like what was really cool is that I graduated from street team guy to driver to um, I used to hand out the comp tickets mm. in the tunnel. Mm. Um, even before that, I used to have to stand at the door and hand out <laughs> fucking flyers all so night. So all the white girls with big tits got in. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> not, no. Actually, Every all, single one. All the fucking scary-ass thugs, man. Because right. they'd come in and be like, I better get in for free, man. You're going to die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was crazy. I'm just like, my man. Like, how do, like, I'm working. Like, How do I defend myself without getting fired again? Right. You gave away you know your switchblade. Like, yeah. It was fucking crazy, man. It was like, they were like, yo, yo, that guy over there just makes you take care of him because he, he's the guy that supplies all the guns and the, and the um, vests for hmm. all the, like, the, everybody. Yeah. He's, New York he's, Police he's, Department. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, he actually died. Damn. Um, he had a heart attack or something, so we could talk about him. It's okay. So, you, uh, so who who was coming through? Dipset. Oh, so n- no, Jim Jones. Yeah. <laughs> came through. There was no Dipset at the time. There was Cameron. Yep. And Jim was his um, road manager slash hype man. Yep. He'd come through with fifty bloods. Everybody dressed in red. Like there was no hiding it. Totally. Like it was like, now let's try our best to wear everything red. <laughs> you know. Um, so Jim Jones, I actually had to walk Jay Z. And DMX 
to the backstage area and Whoa. make sure they got their bottles Whoa. and that they all walked in. And DMX was cool as fuck. Jay-Z was arrogant as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is fine. I'm not complaining. Yeah. Um, the, one of the, the the most incredible show that I ever saw in the tunnel was when Exhibit had um, Bitch Please. Yep. The entire West Coast came with him. John Singleton was there. Because it was a movie. Yeah. yeah. John Singleton was there. <laughs> Snoop, Dre, Nate Dogg. It was fucking insane. And he was late. So they all performed waiting for him. With who DJing? It was our uh, Big Cap. Well, was, yeah. You know, um, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Big Cap. It was fucking insane. And I found my way to the back somewhere, backstage, and I was hanging from a pipe on the ceiling. I swear on everything. Yeah. My feet on a little ledge, trying not to fall and die. Because it was so packed yeah it was crazy and snoop like yeah all these bloods in there and he's a crip and yeah. he's got the all blue handkerchief suit on yeah fucking sea walking and i'm just like <laughs> this is and it was just alcohol splashing and she was just fucking insane that was my, my fondest memory there and i'm sure everything that they were playing was hitting yeah everything, everything. they did every song yeah they did every song my other my other biggest shows that i saw that i loved was uh dungeon family the entire dungeon family man um, when the South didn't matter in New York yet, that's when it was starting. Mm-hmm. Um, Trick Daddy, and he brought Trina out for the first time. And I was backstage with Trina, and she was nervous. <laughs> with a fat ass. <laughs> it was just like, I'm so nervous. I was like, it's okay, baby. It's okay, baby. Listen, they love you. We all love you. How you many comp tickets you need? Yeah, yeah. Saying, Whatever you need, baby. You need some more alcohol, baby. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> you know, so... So I got to see that. Those those are my fondest um, fondest memories. I saw Mob Deep. I saw Beat Nuts. I saw. Um, oh no! How could I forget this? Um, Nas when Hate Me Now first came out. Wow. Flex made a movie on Friday. On the radio, this was like, I think one of the first movies he really made. Mm-hmm. That like made him create the movies that he makes. He's made ever since. Bring the record back a thousand times. Drop bombs. Do I? I know where I was when he pra- when he played um, in the club for the first time. Yeah, yeah amazing. Boom, a million boom, times. Every time. Unbelievable. I was there when he did it. Uh-huh. Like, I, I was. I was there for so much. I was the fly on the wall, literally in Hot ninety seven because I had to because I was answering the phones and ordering the sandwiches. I was there. The first time 50 brought the whole G-Unit upstairs to do the freestyle. And the last time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and the last time. <laughs> Shit. I was, <laughs> I was there. I was there when um, State Property and D-Block had beef. I was there when when um, Jay-Z brought up um, uh, the Young Gunners. Oh, my God. Um, and everybody was first, they're only 15. Yeah. I actually, and this is a, a secret flex. I'm sorry. I never told you this. <laughs> I actually recorded the whole shit and sold it to a bootlegger. <laughs> His name was Brosco. <laughs> Brosco, so, me and Cypher. So it's not just me, Flex. I'm sorry. It was me and Cypher. We sold the shit because we just wanted money yeah. for like $150. Listen, $75 to drive that truck isn't going to make it. <laughs> and, and, um, and literally the next morning it was everywhere Flex was like how the fuck did that happen <laughs> damn I gotta figure out how to do this shit next time for me she's Yo. crazy it was a bad picture of Flex it was like Xerox <laughs> copied that cover it was bad man holy but shit that was a classic mixtape you know I've been there for a lot man I can sit and talk to you for days man wait so you're stories. you're out there you're out there rocking like regularly with Flex so that's every Friday night and Saturday night no well oh this is now this is where it gets a little crazy so <laughs> 
Cypher said to me when he was working when I was working for Cypher, Cypher said to me, Hey man, um would you would you be interested in coming to the station to work for Flex? I'm like, Hell fucking yeah. I was like, But how are we gonna do it? He fired me. <laughs> He's like, Well, I gotta kinda like sneak you back up there. And and in two years I'd never ever been to the radio station. I wasn't allowed in the lobby. I had to sit outside. If he said be outside at noon, I'd sit there and wait till two in the morning sometimes until he came out. Here's the secret to getting into Hot 97. Be a member of the Carpenters Union. Uh, exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Like, yeah, man. They camp out. You see the tents? Yeah, yeah. That shit is fucking crazy. So um, he brought me upstairs and he says, um, Flex, he's like, um, this is... Uh, the funny shit is they called me Roberto back then because <laughs> when I filled out the application for the street team I was going to put trends yeah. so I put Roberto Yeah, and uh, there was no Bobby Trends yet and um, he looks at me he's like did I fire you? <laughs> <laughs> the first words he said to me in two years <laughs> and I said yeah he was like Cypher why are you bringing loose dudes up here man wow. shouldn't be like washing your truck or making you a sandwich or some shit Wow. And I was standing there, and he was just like, I was a straight face. He's like, doesn't bother you. I was like, nah, man, I've been through worse things in my life. I'm cool. Mm. He's like, are you, are you cool? You tough? <laughs> and I, was, and I was like, nah, not at all, man. And he's like, Cypher, get him the fuck out of here. So he was like, that went well. And the whole time, <laughs> the whole time, Cypher was like, mm. <laughs> oh shit, this isn't working. It's not working. You know, so so um, Cypher convinced him. He was like, Cypher was working at um, Tommy Boy at the mm -hmm. time, and he um, Nelly just became huge. So the idea was to find rappers from the Midwest now. Yeah. So he went and found Cuckoo Cow. Yeah. In my projects, and had to go to Milwaukee, like back and forth all the time. So he was just like, he didn't have to go to Milwaukee. He got to go. He Milwaukee. got to. Yeah. Right. So so he did all that shit, and um, and he needed somebody to fill in. So. Flex agreed, and I would do it randomly, and he would never speak to me. <laughs> it was just like, you stay there, and you wait until he's done. The show's over at 12, but he may not leave. He might get on the phone, because he gets on the phone until 2, 3 in the morning sometimes. And when you see him walk out is when it's time for you to put his shit away, and then you go. So I did all of that, and um, Cypher ended up like falling in love with this chick and ended up like going to studio every day and stopped showing up. And I would call Saif every day. I'm like, Saif, you're bugging the fuck out. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, Flex is looking at you funny. I'll leave him messages. He wouldn't pick up. And eventually, Flex said that wasn't his job anymore. Hmm. And he said, that's your job. And I was like, fuck. First words he says to you again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, fuck. So, like, it was crazy because I, I had just finally convinced Saif into coming upstairs. So he came upstairs, and then I show up anyway. He's like fuck you doing here like if, I, if I don't know you're coming I want a game and I'm just like I talk to you man so I pull him aside I said Flex said this isn't your job anymore he's like what do you mean whose job is it and I was like uh, I just don't want to talk to you like what do you think we should do he said what do you mean what the fuck do you think we should do and I told Cypher I said I said, do you want to like order the sandwiches and answer the phones for the rest of your life you have to move up yeah. You started. they started the Pitbull Hour on Sundays it was Cypher Big Cap and Jay Grand and I was kind of there so I'm like, you starting your radio shit. Like, if you don't move up, I don't move up. So I'm thinking about myself too. Mm -hmm. Let me order the sandwiches, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, um, and we didn't speak for a year. 
you and Saif. Yeah, we speak for a year because I took the fucking job. Wow. What, <laughs> you know what sandwiches saying? does Flex like? Well, it wasn't literally sandwiches, yeah, 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 but it was like, you know, Chinese food and yeah. chows eventually sometimes. Yeah. And wow, like a that. year of not speaking. Yeah. But you got that job, though. Yeah, but then we got cool. You know, we got cool. I mean, I just sleep in this fucking house, man. Like, I used to send them all the white girls with the big titties. Like, how are you not going to be my friend, man? Like, <laughs> but more importantly, did AJ Calloway sleep at his house? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> You remember all the fucking yeah. weird details, man. So when did you when did you first get on the box? Oh, uh, ten years ago. Ten years ago. Eleven years ago. Eleven years ago. Um, eleven years ago. Uh, it was on Cypher's show. Um, the Saturday one. The Saturday show. Mm-hmm. The More Fire Mix. Yeah. yeah. Um, which he stole from Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> So um, Flex was doing the car shows And I was running the car shows And he said to me He said Cypher's not gonna be here this Saturday I wanna fill in for Cypher I was like How the fuck do you fill in for anybody You never fill in for anyone What are you talking about <laughs> He said There's a big car show in Atlantic City Saturday And our car show's next Saturday in Atlantic City So we're gonna fucking make a movie All day Saturday And shout the car show While everybody's sitting in fucking traffic <laughs> On the way to Atlantic City So that next week Our shit's gonna be crazy I said, like, that's a great idea. He's like, but I need you to do the mix because I'm not doing the mix. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean you want me to do the mix? He's like, you're not a DJ. Why can't you do the mix? I'm like, I don't work here, Flex. I mean, <laughs> like, yo, this is my fucking station. <laughs> like, you're going to do the mix. I said, all right. He's like, just don't talk. I said, all right. So so I played, like, all reggae music, like, because that was Cypher shit. Yeah. Which Cypher used to can't, he couldn't stand reggae music. Really? And I used to play the reggae. He used to make me play the reggae. <laughs> anyway, sidebar. So I did that, and at the end of the show, he, he said, that was Bobby Trends, everybody, because I killed it, and he was now proud to say that I did it. Yeah. And the following Monday, enough snitched on me to Ebro, and Ebro cursed me the fuck out. Whoa. Who the fuck said you could be in my fucking airwaves? Who the fuck are you? And enough was like, Okay. <laughs> you fucking sucker! I, like I hated enough for like a half a second. I I, did, I really thought that he had it out for me, but it was just like a hazing process because mm-hmm. I do the same thing to like new guys. Yeah, you know? so it's kind of fun. Yeah, I hope they don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> if they do, so the fuck what? Yeah, but watch um, out, Drewski. <laughs> who had the Who had the uh, the nicest cars at the at the car show? Birdman. Oh man, the biggest car show was the second one. The first one was in a Midlands Convention Center. It was fifteen thousand people. The second year we did um, Raceway Park, we did forty thousand people, wow. and um, it was it became a battle. Right. So it was uh, Wyclef versus Swiss Beats versus Busta Rhymes versus Diddy versus Birdman. Yeah. So Swiss Beats brings like the bus. No, it, didn't he have a fire truck? Then? Oh, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. yeah. The fire truck. Um, Wyclef brought a fucking Bigfoot. Like oh. monster, <laughs> monster truck with a remote control and killed it and had that shit jumping up and down. We were like, "Oh shit!" By Bert. the way, imagine if he brought his motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was crazy. Birdman had all like the hood whips, the luxury hood whips, but he had them on red since he's blood. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it was kind of cool. Dipset was there too. They all had like. Uh, 645s before they came out Whoa. 650s or whatever the fuck it was at the time that was cool but it was like nothing special but what, other than seeing them for the first what time what were you pushing then uh, I had a Suburban okay um, it was, me Flex his security we all had Suburbans and we all had the same rims just different color um, Suburbans Where'd you get your I actually from? had two um, it was a place it was the the rims were called OZ's mm-hmm. I forgot where we ordered them from but 
They were like fifteen thousand dollar rooms, and oh. we all had like three pair because they used to always like bend. <laughs> and um, I wasn't I wasn't a big DJ yet, but I was making so much money off of mixtapes and Flex's car shows. Uh, I bought my first house back then. Wow, you know. Um, and we used to I remember we used to pull up to the clubs and Flex was just like just double park in the front and he's a hazards on I'm like Flex we're gonna get a ticket he's like yeah he was like give tickets to Liz on Monday and she'll make sure that everybody gets their shit paid holy shit so we used to just pull up his was fire truck red <laughs> I had a black a Yukon XL but I also had a gold Suburban and his security G had a forest green suburban. All parked out front. Yeah, with all the same rims. It was amazing. <laughs> you guys got so many tickets and you literally funded New York City. Yeah, <laughs> we just hand them to his, uh, his assistant on Monday and she would pay for them. Shouts to Liz. So, Liz, <laughs> Isaac, you're the best. Shit, so you're, you're finally on the radio. You're finally accepted, seemingly, by, by Ebro and Enough and, and Flex. Or does that take nah, a little while? No, nah, all that took a while, man. Because, of course, he cursed me out first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it took like another year to earn your stripes. Yeah, to to get on the radio. Like I, I actually tried to like warm up to Ebro, and he shit on me. I was like, hey man, like I was just it was I never forget it was Lean Back summer, mm-hmm. and we were on the Puerto Rican Day Parade float, and we got kicked off the parade because the shit was leaning too much. <laughs> It was it was dangerous. It's actually really leaning because do the rock away, like all these big motherfuckers, the whole terror squad leaning this whole shit back and forth, you know. So they kicked us off, and um and we had to all like like disperse and find our way to the fucking subway, and we had to get Angie to safety. Yeah, she was like in in the truck. She left, and then me, Ebro, and like a bunch of us were in the subway. And I looked at Ebro and I was like, this is the perfect time to talk to him. So I go and say, hey, man, I feel like me and you were cool at one point, <laughs> and then things went kind of left, and he was just like. And I said, um, I'm just kind of like, I had to humble myself. So yeah. I'm just like, hey, man, I'm just letting you know I'm here for the long run. I said, I'm not asking for any handouts. I said, if you know, if there's anything that I need to do, you know, like you need help with anything, I'm here for that. And he was like, opened up his phone and was like, uh, hello. Uh, he walked away from me. I wanted to jump in front of the train. Yeah. Uh. You know, so like, so then a year later, Flex needed me to cover his Friday night show. It was 10 to 2 a.m. at the time. And he was like, "Can you do it?" I'm like, four hours. Holy shit! Yeah, I'm yeah. with it. I wasn't. I didn't even question it. And um, I was already like fucking the clubs up. I was nice. I was doing like Cheetah and Club Envy and all these clubs, DJing and I making myself hot. And um, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm ready." And I wasn't ready. <laughs> anyway, so he, he, I was like, "Are you gonna ask Ebro this time?" He's like, "I don't ask anybody anything. I tell them." <laughs> so I'm gonna tell him, and he's gonna say yes. I was like, "Okay." So he told him, and. I was allowed, so I did it, and I fucked up really bad. And at the end of the night, um, at two eight at two o one, he forwards me an email from Eero says, "Bobby Trends never again. He will never be on the radio." Oh, yeah. So, how the hell do you get back on? Um, it just Payola. took persistence. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I wish it was that easy. Fuck, I was gonna pay for all that shit. We have you lots know? of good ideas here. <laughs> Just, guys are fucking thugs, man. That's what got, man. You know, but yeah, it was—it took a while, man. It took like a whole another fucking another year, you know. So it um, I I was like on like the mixed weekends, mm-hmm. and then um after the mixed weekends, a year of mixed weekends, um they hired me and Cast One the same day. Wow. Yeah, and it was crazy because I told myself I said, man, like. Like I, I this is why I have this notepad yeah. is because I write things into existence. So the second I started writing things into existence, they started to work for hmm. me. 
And I haven't written in the last year, so I'm back to writing because I had a rough year. So um, anyhow, uh, I wrote into existence. I said, if I'm not an employee of the radio station by this next birthday, I'm going to sell socks. Or whatever, I'm going to do something else, yeah, but yeah. I'm going to be good at it. But I got to switch my focus. Right. By the I'm way, you would be a great incredible sock seller. Incredible sock seller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be the fucking best sock seller. Like, like God, now I that I think about socks. it, way better than a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I might start selling socks on the side anyway, because now I've conquered the DJ thing. Let's make some money. Right. Man. Yeah. Let's yeah. Do collab. Listen, shake okay. the socks, socks, socks. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Shake the motherfucking socks. <laughs> so, so you're, so you yeah. finally, you finally get in the the good graces of yeah. everyone at Hot ninety seven. Yeah, you're able to walk up there and have no problem. Yep. Now I'm sure you get a lot of artists knocking down your door, like, yeah. oh shit. Well, he's part of the crew. Well, they've been for a long time, and it wasn't ever about being part of Hot 97 or that you're part of the Pitbulls it was really the Flex thing um, because when I opened for Flex I was his young ear Mm. so I've assisted in breaking artists like Dipset you know um, I've been to the studio with them I helped pick songs you know um, Jim Jones has said it three times on the radio if it wasn't for Bobby Trends I don't know where I'd be you know Cameron was mad at me for helping Jim Jones so much you know um then Joel Santana wanted help. Then Jared Ryder wanted help. Then Hel- Rel wanted help. Then Max B wanted help. Then Max B went to jail. Then Max B was calling me from jail, shitting on Jim Jones. Then I had to shit back and say, I met you because of Jim. Then French Montana comes around and Max B told him that I was instrumental in Dipset. And then Fat Joe wanted me to meet French Montana. Then it was weird. <laughs> then it was, you know, then I was like, he knew how tight I was with Jim. How do you work with French? You know, and then we found a happy medium where I could be friends with both, yeah. you know, or associates at least. And uh, I've been on the road with Jim Jones. I've been on the road with French. I've been on the road with Little Kim. I've been on the road with Busta Rhymes. I've been to Africa and back. You know, um, uh, I was instrumental in helping those guys. You know, how um, come you did not help Dipset artists like Jaja? Oh my God! Because I never liked her. <laughs> she was always terrible. She was whack as fuck. Like, like, but I would say things like that. I'd tell him, I was like, who the, f- what the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, Stack Bundles. Yeah. I helped, when Stack was signed a clue, when he left him, when he, when he, when he, when he cut him loose, mm-hmm. I, I brought him in. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Stack, you, you, I'm a fan. I'm going to bring him to High 97. And you're going to rap. You're going to freestyle against J.R. Ryder and, um, Jay Mills. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I have it on video still. You oh, know. you didn't boot like that? <laughs> <laughs> nah. No, actually, I, I took. I, I was putting mixtapes out by then, so yeah. I, so I made it a mixtape. You know, I still have them. I'll bring you some next yeah. time, man. I should have brought you Please. some shit. No, man. all good. Yeah, no, you should have brought some yeah, stuff. No, today. I had to shake the black t-shirt. <laughs> did I you forgot? Did man. you go to Jimmy's uh, Broadway debut? <laughs> no, uh, oh, we, we were there. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jim yeah. fell off the stage. Yeah, no fucking way. Yeah. Ah! he was trying to go uh, yeah. across the lip of the stage, and then there was a uh, some like stairs, a stairwell, yeah. and he just yeah. like went down. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was sitting next to Angela Lee. It was yeah, that was funny. Yeah, not for Jim. They make it look cool at least. Uh, no, uh, no. Oh, I think he, I think he might have just pop, like popped. Yeah, he up, sort of like, popped up. Yeah. Like Puff did at the at the yeah, BET cool. Awards. Yeah, yeah. that's fucking. Cool. Um, what cl- I, what clubs oh. do you really miss now? Like, do you miss M two? Do you miss Speed? I, I miss. Um, Besides the tunnel, obviously. I miss Cheetah. I miss Club Envy. Um, those clubs. Just the energy or the, the, the people en- there. People or? danced. Yeah, they had a good time. Like um, they didn't just stand around. 
you know, um, I missed the shadow. Where was that? The shadow was just a couple of years ago um, on 28th Street. It's like it was like the old man club. It was like 40 and oldest in there, mm-hmm. and they they wanted they tried to um, Club Imperial, Club Imperial. Mm-hmm. So which I, is where we met you. I started the live broadcast. Yeah. There. You guys were for the live. For the, you guys were there for the live broadcast. We were there one time. It was for uh, Miss Info's birthday. Oh shit! And <laughs> um, Angie was in the booth. Damn, I remember that, but and I didn't remember it was at Imperial. Mayno well, came through. Yeah, shouts to um, uh, fuck. What's Cam's video guy's name? Oh right, yeah. Who got video of us? Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, oh, is uh, now what? Yeah, now, now what? Yeah, now what? Yeah, yeah, now what's still around? It's fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah, no, shout out to him. Um, he uh, he shot us, and we were like Harlem shaking on top of the couch. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and DJ Enough was just like, "Yo, you believe these guys?" <laughs> and Mano saw us. And, I remember you guys. That that yeah. was that was a, a vivid moment in in my career. Uh, <laughs> same, same here. I'm like, Who the fuck are these two <laughs> white boys? They acting crazy, man. And like yeah, Angie was shouting us out from the booth, yeah. and like and we had like, never they were info, so they gotta be important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 opposite of yeah. but um and then we we uh, i remember we um we went to Sife's comedy show at comics mm-hmm. and you were there too and i remember you like waving and like i was like i i know i don't i don't think we've ever met you guys stand out man <laughs> yeah, yeah a little bit i'll tell you something one thing i feel like i have a great judge of character i don't fuck with everybody um i i like I get energy from people when I first meet them. Mm-hmm. So energy was always great with you guys. I didn't really know what the fuck you guys did. <laughs> I had no fucking idea, right, but, right, right. but it seemed important. Just like our family, yeah. yeah I was like, oh, these guys are cool, man. Yeah. Like, and uh, I'm, I'm mad it took this long for us to get together. No, man. really. Yeah, no, we you appreciate know? you coming through. All good, man. But so, so now you're established yeah. and you're, 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 you know, you're a pit bull. You're breaking songs for all these amazing artists no. you've traveled the whole thing what's the formality like when Khaled asks you to be a part of We The Best oh it was amazing I, I, I'll tell you something I wrote it into existence what'd you say I wrote it you know I always <laughs> talk about I write things yeah, yeah yeah I said because I, I realized how my relationship with him um, started and grew and I saw him growing and he saw me growing he was growing at a much faster pace, <laughs> and he was like a big brother to me. Mm-hmm. So I wrote down, I said, because I said, I have a feeling that there's going to be more with me and Khaled. I said, I'm going to be a part of We The Best Music. I wrote it down. It's amazing how God works and how the universe works and the energy. I wrote it down. And then um, Sav, young Sav. Yeah, shout um, out to Sav. Who I came up with also. Um, he used to be a board op at Hot 97. That's He's right. Fat Man Scoop's little brother. Yeah. You know, um, he worked at Def Jam and then became MMG VP. Mm-hmm. I've seen all of it. And he always was close to Khaled. And he was like, yo, Khaled really likes you, man. And he kept saying, I'm like, I know something's about to happen. <laughs> and I wrote it down. And whenever he'd come to town, I'd always, he'd always call me. And I'd always, you ever see that? I have a viral video of Khaled. I don't know if you saw it. Which one? Uh, the sneaker one. It's uh, my biggest video ever. <laughs> and, and it was it, when the sneaker game was kind of like at a place. Mm-hmm. And, um, Shout out to my little brother, man. He was always on social media early. He knew about Twitter before hip-hop, three years before hip-hop knew about it because mm-hmm. he used to be a journalist. He used to write and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, he t- he told me, he's like, they got these flip cams now. 
He said, you got to get a flip cam and start doing interviews. Social media is important. Right. People want to know what you're doing. I'm like, nobody wants to fucking know what I'm doing. Like, there's a video of me shitting on, like, the music industry, like, uh, record promoters. Mm-hmm. And this was my first video. And I'm, like, in a dirty T-shirt. I just woke up. And he's videotaping. I'm like, why are you videotaping me with my phone conversation? <laughs> and he he put it on my blog at the time that was coming together. Mm-hmm. And it ended up on This Is 50. You know, oh. <laughs> um, the video with Khaled was my brother insisting on me. He's like, Khaled's here. Go just ask him five questions. So I thought of five questions, and the one question turned into a movie. It was, what are the last three sneakers you bought? Oh, my God. And then he, we're in the Ritz-Carlton in a fucking penthouse, <laughs> and he has nothing but sneaker boxes everywhere in plastic bags. Yeah. And we start. he starts... Talking to his guy, fat boy, fat boy, nine one one. Send me another one, and he threw it, and I caught it, and then he caught it. And he's like, "This you wear with a pair of gray sweats." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, by the way, that's a good Khaled. That's a really good Khaled. Yeah. 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 So you gotta watch it. Go to just if you YouTube Khaled Bobby Trends. Yeah. Um, uh, on the road sneaker collection. Because all the sneakerheads started to shit on it. Oh, man, he got regular shit. I'm like, he has 500 pairs of sneakers on the road. What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> like, imagine what he has at home. How does you know he, like, transport all of them? Because he has, you know, buses and whatever. It was on a bus. Yeah. yeah. So the crazy shit was, was that... I guess that wasn't a very interesting after, question. After that... <laughs> <laughs> you... He, um... The... the it's crazy because remember when his bus caught fire? Yeah. yeah. He lost all his sneakers. All his, was all it you? Yeah. No, it wasn't yeah. me, man. I was a little jealous, man. Yo, first, I was like, first was that club up in the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yo. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, Starting yeah. to sense a pattern here. Yeah. Bobby Trends is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys have like an extreme like attention <laughs> thing. Like It's kind of weird, man. Like I don't know if it's like a... like. ADD, ADHD, or if it's the extreme opposite. Or, yeah, no one else pays attention except for us. You like, guys you know? are super attention, man. Like, I'm like, I'm fucked up. It's with all attention. fake. I gotta, I gotta write shit down <laughs> and remember yeah. shit, man. Like, you motherfuckers, you don't got no notepad no. or nothing. Oh, no, this is like, I will stop caring about any of this as soon as you leave. <laughs> um, a couple, a couple quick things here. Um, did you ever meet Ben Kicks? No. Like, well, you know, Khaled. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I never yeah, met him, man. I never met him. The Shoe Connect guy. But I'll tell you, like, I, I don't want I don't want to take credit for it, man, but I feel like people weren't really paying attention to Khaled and his sneakers until I put that video up. Because when I, when I put it up on my website, it hit Worldstar. Oh. So that's how it became viral. You did viral. This Is 50 and Worldstar, and yeah, so away you go. Yeah, fucking went yeah, to Worldstar. had a bunch yeah. of, like, and, Eastern European and, commenters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had no beard. This is before beard, Whoa. BB. I look <laughs> like a fucking penguin. You know what I'm saying? It's just fucking crazy. <laughs> Watch the video. I got a Pele, Pele, Pele jacket on. Who a, were you? <laughs> and an oversized Yankee fitted. Yeah, no low. No on my face. You, yeah, were, you, were, you were Papoose. I was yeah, Papoose! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any good case lay stories? Oh yeah, tons of case lay stories, man. Um, just uh, Global Spin Awards uh, last last year. Um, me and him were about to fight security together. What what happened? Somebody disrespected him, no. man. <laughs> and he had um, uh, one of his uh, female friends with him that I respect, and. Um, I saw that they were giving him a hard time, and he he said something in his case, slave voice, like "fuck you" or something, <laughs> and, and then um, 
And and I'm sitting here, and he got like his leather on, and I'm sitting there with like a tuxedo jacket on, and I'm sitting there like, "Slay, what's wrong? What's wrong?" And he said, "These motherfuckers ain't showing me respect." Well, about something, something, talking to me fucking crazy. Yo, he put his fucking hands on me. He's like, put his hand, and then like all of a sudden, all these security guys came, and I saw Slay get out of like he was about to get out of control. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want him to get out of control. So. I started yelling and I was like, nobody fucking touched Slay. Nobody nobody fucking touched K Slay. And I sat and like I like put my back to like everybody just put my arms up. And Slay was just standing there like that. And he couldn't <laughs> believe it because that like on the following Thursday night, he, he was like, Shot the Bobby Trans, man, he's a real one. Mm. I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Like so that was my last K Slay story. But, wow. But we had a couple. I did all of his like straight stunt magazine <laughs> release parties yeah. in Manhattan at my um at my live broadcast parties. Dope. Yeah, man. We have, I feel like those have a lot of stories. <laughs> oh, plenty, yeah. man. It was. It was we have one one good case case story, which was uh, like 2007. I mean, we were just like starting. Did out, anybody right? get slapped? Uh, I guess we we might have almost. Got oh slapped my god! <laughs> we uh, he we, was not happy to see. We went to. We went to. We went to Atlantic, um, the old Atlantic building at 1290, and uh, we were in the lobby. We we're going to go upstairs for something, and. We had our camera with us because we were doing like sketches at the time, right? No, we were doing interviews. We were interviewing Lupe Fiasco. Oh, that's that's what it was. We were going yeah. upstairs to meet Lupe, and uh, and we saw Casey, you know, waiting downstairs, and we're like, oh shit, like, like, because you know, we're not. It's it's not like you know, it's the real now where we can go like anywhere in the city. This was yeah. just like holy shit, like the first person like that we see is Casey, mm -hmm. and and he was like, we're like, yo, can we get a drop? Because that was like the big thing back then. Like, yo, can we get a video drop and have you say something, right? And so he comes over, and uh, and he's like, "What's going on?" Like we're like, "Oh, we just want a, a drop. If you, you know, could do that, take like two seconds to say like, hey, 'Hey, I'm with it's the real whatever.'" Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Nah, I'm not I'm not going to do that because uh, I'm eating the hot dog right now. And I don't want to like you know to <laughs> have any shit on my like shirt or whatever." And we're like, "Oh, I mean, messy eater, right?" I guess I guess that makes <laughs> yeah. sense. All right, so we leave. We go do the Lupe shit. <coughs> Couple days later, a video goes online where he is sitting on the toilet. And yelling about... He was eating a bowl of cereal right. while he's on the toilet. Because Papoose was fighting with... Was it Uncle, Uncle Murda? Remember that? And, and he, there was like a Buffy the Body thing. And yeah. And oh, so yeah, he's on the that. toilet eating cereal, yelling. And it's a video. Like It's not like it was like a... a I see this video? Oh, it's... Crazy. Well, actually, it's not online anymore, I don't think. But it was for, for a long time. And we're just like, you can do that? <laughs> but you can't, <laughs> you can't do a drop for us. Can't you can't say Shasta the real Yeah. <laughs> Some crumbs on your chest. Damn, Slay. Slay. Would you still bring him up for an interview? Oh, my yeah, God. Of course. Hell yes. Hell yes. Maybe I'll make that happen. No, please do. Please no, you got to make that AJ Calloway thing happen. No, that, that <laughs> yeah. really has you happened. You want AJ? Yeah. 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 We've been he reaching would, out. He does not we, return yeah. emails. <laughs> um, well, he probably just doesn't understand. But, yeah, you guys are pretty fucking big out <laughs> No, here, no. Yeah, yeah. Where is the weirdest place that someone has asked you to, like, take their, their mixtape or their, like... You know, single or something. The weirdest place that someone like asked. not waiting outside of of Hot ninety seven. Oh, somebody's trying to give me music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The weirdest place. Um, someone try to they find you at like the grocery music. store or like yeah, oh that like, happens all the time. <laughs> like so, it's not really weird because it happens right, all the time. Right. Like I, I think I think the, the one of the, the urinal the <laughs> 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 right, eating I, cereal and talking. I yeah, think yeah. um sometimes it still surprises me because it's like um. I guess I give myself less credit than I deserve sometimes. So I'll be somewhere, and when somebody offers me music, I'll just be like, oh, shit, like, I guess I matter type shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So 
Um, I mean, I've, I'm a little more full of myself now, but like, <laughs> I want to say like a year ago or two years ago, I was just like, why does anybody want to give me their music? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just always undersold myself, man. I'm, I know I'm good at what I do, but like, as far as like, uh, people knowing me, like, I think still people know me more by the radio and not my face. You know, it's just like a radio thing, like the, like the regular masses, mm-hmm. you know, but now I can like, I go to like a store and somebody wants to take a picture. It's kind of cool. Um, you know, uh, a little weird, but I was at Cuban Pete's, the Cuban restaurant in Montclair, New Jersey, with my, and I brought my parents there because they were visiting. And the waiter in, like, it's a Cuban restaurant, he has, like, a Wayabeta shirt on and, like, a Cuban hat. And he comes over, he's like, can I talk to you for a second? I'm just like, sure, what's up? What's your big mustache? <laughs> he's like, I'm a rapper. I'm like, I was, one of the I was like, you're a rapper. I was like, and he did it, like, in front of my parents. So, wow. so I never realized that they never saw it. Mm-hmm. So when they saw it, they were like, "Oh shit!" That's awesome. Like, it's kind of like kind of cool, but that's like the regular me, like right, moment. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like I'm a regular guy, man. End of the day, so any anybody yeah. could come up and talk to you. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Like man. some dude on the street, oh, I, or I, or Jaja. <laughs> I, you know who tried to give me a mixtape one time and I shit on him? Uh, Chameleonaire. Before it was riding dirty, and I didn't. It, I shit on him, but it wasn't because I was being a dick. It's because I was actually like in the middle of a beef. At the mixtape awards, <laughs> you know, I was, I was at the mixtape awards and I was about to get into like a big fight with somebody. Um, the the parking attendant? <laughs> nah, and it was at club speed. It was at club speed. It's crazy. Um, it was another DJ. I don't even shout him out. Yeah. Um, but uh, and he's done, so it doesn't matter. Um, and uh, I just remember everybody was trying to give me mixtapes. So the guy was trying to give me a mixtape and. and my road manager at the time, T, I said to me, he's like, yo, man, you were a real dick to that last guy. And I'm like, what's that? I didn't mean to. I look, I'm angry. Yeah. Like, I didn't mean to. Like, he was like, yo, like, he could be somebody one day. I'm like, what's his name? He's like, Chameleonaire. I was like, oh, a Chameleonaire, really? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and then he fucking got a fucking uh, Grammy or some shit yeah. off of uh, Ryan Dirty. Oh. I was, it was a lesson for me. I said, right. you know, even though no matter how you are in your feelings, you kind of got to still make sure you pay attention to what's going around you and try to stay level-headed. You know yeah. where I – so uh, my copy of Riding Dirty is from Young Savin Steve-O's Best of Both Volume 2. Oh, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. So you didn't shit on Chameleonaire? I did not shit on <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so so 2016 for you, you feel was like not a great one. It's past – and yeah. you're you're ready to start anew. Yeah, what's yeah. what's this year gonna bring for you? This year is incredibleness. Um, what have I, you written down? <laughs> what, I'm still writing. Yeah. Um, I have. I actually so far I've opened up a barbershop. Um, I'm opening up a chain of them. Congratulations! Um, thank you. It's a Sevens Barbershop. I actually partnered up with somebody in the first one. The second one I'm going to do downtown Newark. That's the plan. Um, I'm writing it down. Uh, I want to do some in the boroughs. So that's one. Two, uh, I actually uh, started managing an artist. I don't want to talk much about him mm-hmm. yet um, because I kind of like keep certain things under wraps until it's ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually reached out to two producers already um, that I want to manage also. Uh, I actually, one thing that I never did was uh, I always was instrumental in helping people produce their records. Um, I've been around and helped pick records and um, musically I think I'm great at creating things but I never knew how to use the machines Hmm. I actually bought um, equipment 
to start producing. Wow. So, um, and, I, and that's an exclusive because I wasn't going to tell anybody. I can't believe I, I told Kenny. I said, yeah. Kenny, I'm not telling anybody, but, <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm doing it. But I'm, You fool. Look I what know. you've done. <laughs> Damn. Damn it. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not going to be ready to share anything for a while. Will you, you know. use Bobby Trends as your producer name? Or are you going to be yeah. like Hal and beat Nova Kane and do that stuff? Billy? Yeah. <laughs> Billy! <laughs> I thought about it. I was thinking about like Shake Beats or something. Yeah. But, you know, but I'll push Bobby Trends. It'll be like Shake the Block Music. Um, I want, um, I'm looking at a couple of artists. I want to start a label. Um, so that's, you know, those things. There's some other things. I'm trying to remember what, um, I had Shake the Block clothing out for a while, but I think streetwear kind of fell off. Mm -hmm. So I'm not revisiting that. I mean, I feel like it'll come back. So when it's time, I'll get back to it. Uh, to me, the blogs are done. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, so that I did that. I did that before Flex and told used to tell Flex you should do a blog, and he's like, "Fuck blogs." <laughs> well, he was right. <laughs> no, he said he invented the internet. No, that's true. He invented yeah, the internet. Yeah, he said that. No. Always. He's no, like, he, I invented Snapbacks, no, like said, all that stuff. I'm so digital. He said, yeah, 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 but like all that stuff. Yeah. That, um, I actually put a couple of DJs down on the team. Also, I'm not trying to start a DJ team, right? Um, but I mean, you're like, already part of two. <laughs> yeah, right. But but Shake the Block is like, um, Shake the Block is uh, a movement of people. Uh, I want to say influencers. Um, whether that, as long as you are good at what you do or you love it enough to make it grow. Um, boss, I'm uh, <laughs> definitely um, looking uh, for more people. I uh, I have tattoo artists. I have uh, BMX guys, dirt bike guys, DJs, um, sneakerheads. I have goons. A couple dogs. Yeah, there's yeah. a dog, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, um, guys that love what they do. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like what my team is about, you know. Um, I'm actually opening a studio. Oh, yeah. um, I'm, I'm thinking about that. Well, I'm not thinking. I'm doing it. Um, I uh, I put the budget together, so I'm, I'm doing that. Uh, I don't know. Is Bunch everything going to be done in your barber shop? Like, can you have like a studio no. and because no, Khaled got the Khaled has a studio and, and champs and next champs, to each other is yeah. fucking crazy. But, like, across the street from here, where Jeff goes yeah. to get his haircut. They also sell gold. Yeah. And they, they also, gold. Yeah, and they also buy antiques, I guess. Yeah. Like they, I, I don't know. They keep adding things to. You like, have a leather coat. Design. We have cow. Whatever you want. If you're a Pele Pel. If you're case like, yeah. You know that. Um, I actually have a radio show in St. Louis um, on Radio One. Nice. Um, I'm actually thinking about concentrating on it now because I haven't in the last year. But shouts and, to everyone who's you know yeah. working on that out there. Radio, stuff. radio t for me is is uh, is a great media outlet, but it's not my main focus. Um, I kind of just go up there and coast, you know, like and use it for what it is. Mm -hmm. um, I never. Um, I never focused on making it a tattoo on my body. You know, so I always. Uh, I think people go to radio sometimes they get there and then lose focus on what they are and and rely too much on it. So this is my focus, Shake the Block. Um and I want my my logo to be bigger than their logo. Especially so, in that ball drop video. So check that out yeah, right exactly. now. <laughs> Yo trends. The attention you guys have. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming through. Thanks, man. Happy New I had Year. Fun. Yeah. Happy New Year too, man. Thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time with It's the Real Jeff. If people want to find out more about us, if people want to find out more about this podcast of ours, if people want to find out what's going on on February 23rd at SOBs, where should they go? You can always go to 
twitter.com slash it's the real we are also on instagram at it's the real we are on facebook at it's the real we are on soundcloud most importantly for this podcast at a waste of time and also we are on uh what are itunes. Missing? itunes go to itunes if you search for a waste of time with it's the real we are there we are live and, uh, and direct we are not live we are definitely direct so taped we're yeah. so taped you know this podcast doesn't go anywhere doesn't go an inch if we don't tell our listeners to spread the word, tell your friends and family about what goes on on a weekly basis, and that's why we like to do the first step, which is tell our friends. So, which friend? Which friend would you like to tell? Uh, I want to tell Rory. Uh, our friend Rory over at... Uh, I'll name this podcast later? Yeah, well, that very same. And he also has a real job, so I was going to... Don't out shout out his say, real job. Yeah, I was going to say the real job. Don't shout out his real job. But shouts to Rory. Rory's always been a great friend. We're going to get him up on the podcast soon. Um, Just and, a good uh, guy. Really, really good guy. One of my favorite people in the industry. I'd like to shout out one of the greatest comments that we have received on iTunes. And shout out to everybody who's been leaving comments and great ratings on iTunes. It's so important to the success of this podcast. This is from a guy named Lenz Anderson. And he left it just before the New Year. Shout out to Lenz. He said, Eric and Jeff are the best at this podcast game. I love Tax, Nori, Combat, even Rap Radar. But It's The Real are the ones I'm checking for every single week. Great job on the 12 days of podcast. That's no easy task, and you guys killed it. Would love to hear y'all interview Big Body Best, Plain Pat, or Childish Major. Can't wait to hear 2 Chains in 2017. P.S. This is the most important part. I want to thank y'all for interviewing Bodega Band. After hearing he wanted to write a script about his father's life, I introduced my girlfriend, who is a screenwriter, to Ola, and now we've actually got something cracking off for 2017. Keep up the great work, guys. We will. Shout out to them. Shout out to everyone who's listening. We'll see you next week.